podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3 today. Only three verses, but nevertheless, these are three huge verses. They are instrumental. They are pivotal. If I could come up with any more superlatives on the spot, I would. To our faith, this is indeed, these are the three. You may have noticed that the Olympics has begun. It's a year later than uh, scheduled, 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 never know how to say that. I get in a real quandary in my head when it comes to schedule. But uh, anyway, nobody really needed to know that, but I felt like I should share it. (laughs) But they have started this week. And um, when you look at the athletes, you know, you can only begin to imagine the difficulty that they have had to endure when you think they get themselves ready and I mean ready I'm not talking I've got myself down into a you know I can just squeeze into a 34 for the beach holiday we're talking these men and women have got themselves to the absolute pinnacle they, they, they can go no further they are absolutely at their best ready to compete with the best to try and win a gold medal silver bronze maybe but they are in it aren't they naturally you would only go into a competition at the highest level if you wanted to win you have to be in it church to win it oh wow fantastic three of you well done nevertheless when you look at all that these athletes are or have done to get themselves to this point they are primed set in whatever their field is now I've noticed this year that there are some random events that I never thought would possibly ever make it into the Olympics for example skateboarding I remember as a child owning a skateboard my brother also had a skateboard but and I'm hastened to say He kicked me off of mine. Yes, it it was bad. It it did result in stitches. It did. I do still bear the scar if I have my hair short enough. But don't hold it against him. He will grow up at some point. (laughs) But 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 the skateboarding for me is is a bit of a shock. But I'll be honest, track and fields where it's at. Anybody else? Track and field's where it's at. I love the track and field events. doesn't really matter what event it is, I'm into it. I remember a few years ago, I had uh, a, a few back issues. That was due to a cycling accident. When I say accident, I hit a jump at a far too excessive pace and had no idea what I was doing. And halfway through the jump, realised this was going to hurt. It did. I tore all the muscles, L2 and L3, is it, down at the bottom? It was interesting for a time. But the Lord knew I needed to watch the whole Olympics. <laughs> and watch the whole Olympics I did. So I got into it in a big way. And when you look at these athletes, you think, well, especially with the track and field, we're talking milliseconds, aren't we, between first and second. You, you think, I mean, you, you go to the 100 metres particularly, and that's the one way you see it. I mean, now Usain Bolt's not in it. 
the chances are it will be very close. He's the only man I've ever seen jog in 100 meters and still win it. It's incredible. But, but I'm sure there'll be somebody else that rises to the top. But it's hundreds of seconds. I mean, as good a runner as he was, probably still is, although he's not in these Olympics, of course. But as good a runner as he was, I never saw him take on Mo Farah in the 5,000 or the 1,500 or the marathon. I never saw him do that. But also, similarly, I never saw Mo Farah take on Usain Bolt at the 100 or the 200 metres. And when you think about that, you think, well, you know, it's like a car, isn't it? Gets you from A to B. So they say. Our struggles with the B. But, but as a runner, you say, well, if you can run, you can run. But it's not the case, is it? You see, because some are built for 100 metres and some are built for 1,500 metres and more. And you saying, Bolt, I'm pretty sure on the set-off to a 1,500 metre challenge would absolutely destroy Mo Farah for about 200, 300 metres maybe. And then Mo Farah would come back and he would win if Usain Bolt could even finish if he started out with a 9.7 as his opening 100 metres. You see, the truth is, they hone their skill in order to achieve the ultimate goal of their field, whatever it is that they are in. And we're talking, aren't we, small gains. When you talk to an athlete who's a professional, it's small gains. It's little bits in little areas that make the big difference in the last few moments of a race or a shot put or a discus throw. Just that little bit of extra training in that little spot that means then that they go ahead and they win. Now in our Bible verses today, In Hebrews chapter 12, the writer tells us to look at the race and to run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. And he's on the back of a chapter of Hebrews chapter 11, which is commonly known as the Hall of Faith. Not fame, the Hall of Faith. Because in that chapter, we get to see these biblical characters, massive biblical characters. My word, if you read through it, some of them made some huge mistakes. In fact, all of them made some huge mistakes. But nevertheless, they had faith and they ran the race with perseverance, the race that was marked out for them. And they set on and they set about doing what God had called them to do. And these characters then that the Bible tells us about in Hebrews chapter 11 are a cloud of witnesses. These are witnessing you and I on our day to day as they are there seeing how we are going. And and for you and me also, as we read through the history of Scripture, we're able to look at what they did and didn't do. We're able to look at what they did right, what they did wrong, and we're able to, um, what's the word, learn. So tough, isn't it? Because sometimes when you read through the Bible, you just think, oh, that's a nice account, or move on to the next thing. But there are things that we should be learning from. There are examples that we should be following. There are things that we should be looking at to improve on so that we can be motivated and push on and press on so that we can run the race. And sometimes, church, remember, it's just small gains. 
So let's have a read of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Starts, therefore, and we know what the therefore now is, therefore, the hall of faith, remember. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer or the author and perfecter of our faith for the joy that was set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart let's pray Lord, we thank you again for your word today, and we pray that as we look into it now, that you will speak to us through it. Father, you'll speak through me, that we'll be encouraged, that we'll see, Lord, and we'll understand. Father, you'll open up our minds. We just thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy, that we are indeed able to meet together. So just bless this time to us now, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So if we want to be effective for the Lord, to have an impact in all areas of our day-to-day, and I mean all areas. You know, if we want to have an impact for him in everything that we do, the writer here tells us to throw off everything that hinders. Throw off everything that hinders us, and sin then that so easily entangles us. You know, you would never win a 100-meter race in the Olympic final if your legs were tied together. It's really simple. It's just physics. You cannot possibly win that race because your legs are tied together. You are hindered in a way that is going to affect your performance. In our lives then, in our walk with the Lord, what gets in the way? There's only you can answer this question for you. There'll be generic things because that's just the way that we're made. We're all, what are we, 90% water. (laughs) I don't know what it is. But nevertheless, we're all pretty similar. So there will be generic things that can get in the way between our walk with the Lord. But there will be things in your own life that hinder our progress. We have to ask the question to ourselves, what should we be looking to lose? What should we be looking to change up? What should we be looking to to get rid of? And we can all, I'm absolutely certain find areas in our lives that need adjustment. And the prayer so often for us is, more of you, God, and less of me. Amen? More of you, God, and less of me. You know, whether that, when we think of our day-to-day, whether that be quiet time spent with the Lord, be still and know. Whether that be prayer time, whether that be our study time, just reading the Word, Time spent with other Christians in conversation and reflection. You know, when we look at it, I'm certain we could all do more. Now, church, this is not a moment for us to beat ourselves up, not by any means at all. Rather, this is encouragement for us because this can make the difference, church, between success and failure. These small gains... Just that extra half hour, that extra verse, that extra chapter, that extra hour in study, that extra moment of, and just listening. These can all make big differences in our walk with the Lord. 
huge differences with success and failure. The writer tells us in Hebrews then to throw off the sin that so easily entangles. And the truth is, don't give it room. Do not give it room. Don't give the sin airtime in here. Don't give it space in here. Because sin wants to bind us. It wants to restrict us. And the truth is, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we have been freed from the bondage of sin. The chains have been broken. The Lord has removed them from our life. Who then puts those chains back on? you and me we go ahead and we place the chains back on and we bind ourselves back up in things that we know we shouldn't be doing things that we shouldn't be saying conversations that we shouldn't be having when rather we should be taking the time to sit and to reflect to spend time in the word and this is a challenge for all of us but also it's encouragement for all of us because we have somebody that we can look to in order to be able to push through the Monday through Friday. The good news is we're not on our own church. The good news is that because God is a good God, because he is gracious and so full of mercy, he has given us a deposit, a guarantee of our salvation, the Holy Spirit, that as we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus, we've received the Holy Spirit in our life. And now that means then that I have a helper one who cares one who hears one who's attentive and one who's saying Matt this ain't the best environment it's time for you to get somewhere else Matt it's time to read the word Matt it's time to have a look Matt it's time to step up the Bible tells us then as we start to realise and understand that there are chains that we need to throw off The Bible says to us in the end of verse 2, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, the pioneer, and perfecter of faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Our goal then, church, and, and this is, we are so good at this. Now again, this might not be you, but I'm telling you, this can be me that I'm so good at looking at the person next to me and thinking, what am I doing? Look how much faith they've got. Look how loud they're singing. Look how, look how happy they are. Look at the joy they've clearly got in their heart. Why don't I feel like that today? And then similarly, on the other scale, you could go, listen how loud I'm singing and how quiet they are. And look at the joy and the smile on my face. You know, when we look at other people and we do that thing called compare, we find ourselves in a moment where we're either thoroughly depressed that we do not have the faith that they clearly have, or we find ourselves full of pride because this week has been a good week. And the truth is, church, we are not here to compare. We are here to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher the pioneer and perfecter, whatever words you want to put in there, this is who we are to look at. It is not to compare. It is to fix our eyes on him. He is our example. The writer continues 
for us and says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. If I've ever put a question mark in my Bible, it's there. Think about it. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now, I don't know whether you've seen any of the images from a crucifixion, but it does not look too joyful to me. In fact, it looks barbaric. It's pretty horrendous. And of course, we know the end result. So then why would it be joyful? How can something so barbaric, such torture, be joy? Well, church, because Jesus knew his death, Jesus knew his separation from his Father, as he bore our sin and our shame, he knew that that would bring you and me life. So when we fix our eyes on him, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, we fix our eyes on one who knew that I have to go through this for Matt. I have to go through this for Alistair. I have to go through this for Steph. I've got to go through this for Charlie. I've got to go through this for Ken. I've got to go through this for Phoebe. I've got to go through it for Megan. I've got to go through this for Claire. And I could work my way through the room, church, because he went through it for you. He went through it for me. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. And listen, the Bible doesn't just finish there. It says, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you know why he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God? Firstly, because the work is finished. But just go back one, death could not hold him. The grave cannot hold the author of life, church. Not possible. The grave could not hold the author of life. And he is sat down at the right hand of God, knowing then that the enemy that we fight on a day-to-day, church, he is a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. But we have victory, not in me. I have victory in and through Christ. Amen? That is where we have the victory. He is the author of and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Church, this is why we are able to come and celebrate together on a Sunday. And over these past weeks, we've been breaking bread together, remembering the body that was broken for us in the Lord Jesus Christ, remembering his blood that was shed because we have been placed into a position because of what Jesus has done to come back into a relationship with a loving God. A God that we could not form a relationship with. Why? Well, because our sin separated us. And Jesus has done what needed to be done for us to come back into a relationship, to say sorry for our sin, to place our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus and to be saved, church, from sin and death and the deposit the Holy Spirit is given to us at the moment of salvation and now then church when I read that verse and I see the joy set before him because now I can see what Jesus saw I can see that that is joyful the Bible tells us that God is love he is love we know that Jesus is God in flesh 
And because of his love for you and for me, he was able to see past the pain, the scorning, and the shame that was on the cross because he knew that it would bring you life. And then verse 3 inspires us, motivates us, drives us on, because my eyes are fixed. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. My eyes are fixed. My training is being honed. My goal is set. One day I'll see my saviour face to face. But for now, as Paul finished last week, Let's crack on. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.